This is a 3CR community radio podcast. In Psychedelia is broadcast every Sunday from 2pm. For more info on anything you hear in the show, head to 3cr.org.au and follow the links to the Encyclopedia program page. The drug war began with the process of colonization. The current measures are based on fear. Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of Encyclopedia Radio, broadcasting live on 3CR Radio on 855am, digital radio and streaming live on the web from 3cr.org.au. Thank you to Freedom of Species for the last hour. If you want to hear more, uh, if you want to find out more about Freedom of Species or any of the other shows at 3CR, just head to the website 3cr.org.au. My name is Ash and you are tuned to Encyclopedia, a show where we explore the complex interactions between human beings, drugs and society. Over the next hour, we'll be hearing an interview with Kitty from halfwild.com.au and the second half of our COVID policing interview with uh, some people from covidpolicing.org.au. And I caught up with Rhiannon Davies, the communications person at knowyourstuff.nz, the drug checking service and harm reduction service based out of New Zealand, to talk about an awesome blog post that they uh, put out last week. And uh, I'll, I'll just apologize now for the audio uh, quality on that interview. We're all kind of making do here at 3CR with all of the broadcasters creating their shows from home, uh, obeying social distancing rules and, um, you know, kind of trying to make do. And I tested out some new audio equipment this week, which um, seemed to be working fine. But uh, on this particular interview, I didn't realize that it was um, playing up a bit until I got to post-production and went, oh, okay, that doesn't sound great. So uh, I've done what I can with it. Uh, Just, I guess, persevere. You can hear Rhiannon fine. And that's that's the important thing. And boy, are things in the world of drugs changing. There was an article that came out in The Guardian uh, this past week and uh, really went into, um, I guess, how things are changing for drug treatment services. It was a uh, UK-based article that sort of talked about the challenges that treatment providers and doctors are coming up against with uh, managing people who are uh, on pharmacotherapy or in drug and alcohol treatment. And uh, I certainly know that from some of my friends around uh, around Australia that, um, you know, everybody's kind of figuring out how to do these things under the current uh, lockdown situations. There was an also, also an article talking about how um, music festivals and, and pubs and bars might be the uh, some of the last things to open and I think that would be really tragic. Uh, I know a lot of my friends that work in the festival space and in the entertainment industries, they were the first ones to, um, I guess, lose all of their work and, and sort of enter this, this uh, difficult era of COVID-19. There was another article that, oh man, I could rip this one apart, uh, sort of talked about, um, it, was, it was published on 7news.com.au and uh, it was focusing on the role that um, Aussie sniffer dogs could play in uh, the fight against coronavirus. Uh, maybe maybe they have a role to play there but um i don't know i kind of read this one and it just reminded me of you know the sniffer dog people reckon that sniffer dogs can solve everything and uh the people that produce drug drug testing equipment they want to bring in drug tests in um in every workplace so i don't know take that one with a grain of salt We've got a packed show though, so I won't chew up the uh, whole intro talking about the news. There's uh, a lot of interesting things going on and and a lot of interesting guests that we've got planned for uh, the coming week. So stay tuned. Uh, Keep keep your eye on our social media. We're kind of mixing it up between the the radio show and occasionally doing some live streams as well. Thanks, Ash. And my name is Nick. And uh, on the program first uh, this afternoon, you'll be hearing uh, the second half of our uh, interview with Jen and Michelle 
from covidpolicing.org.au, a project where you can uh, report uh, any uh, interactions with the police uh, that you thought didn't really go down as well as they should. Covidpolicing.org.au is the website, and you'll hear that straight after this first track from Angus Green. Uh, if you want to uh, find his music, support uh, musicians during this time, especially since it's really hard to do gigs um, when you can't actually go anywhere. I know some people are doing it online, but it's still hard. Uh, the link to find Angus's music is agreenmusic.bandcamp.com you can find that uh, information on our website and social media as well and psychedelia.org or Facebook Twitter uh, or Instagram Uh, and he's been doing quarantine beat sessions this is from the quarantine beat sessions which you can download the album and pay any price that you want give him a little bit of money that'll help during these times Vital Techniques and MC Pin Bun Up The Ting Angus Green Remix on 3CR and Psychedelia Bun Up The Ting Turn Up 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 But Too Dangerous Life Ain't Real Pull Up The Ting Bun Up The Ting Turn Up But Too Dangerous Life Ain't Real Pull Up The Ting Bun Up The Ting Turn Up But Too Dangerous Life Ain't too dangerous, my way dreams. The swag when I ride in, the don't have the lead, but I'm on a glide in. Nobody have a good opinion, man, with a fresh new jam and shout. Yo, that's my thing, and my team's exciting. Watch you flare up the rave, lighting. Couple shots, couple shot like lightning. We put in the work, no lighting. Feel the dreams when I roll out. I rep lead, spit fire when it's all out. Cause right, six MC dies when I roll out. Tell a man, you don't wanna fall out. The way my gang set the stall out. Put the work in, you will get more out. Check the diary, fall it, sold out. What catch a man stalling, no doubt. What catch your man sleeping, no way My chest gets up the rear like broken I can't match up, you don't like broken Stack cash in my zone with no shame Don't chat to me down with no game Give a damn, no way Don't think you're a cheese that no way Man, I rep all the one feet all day Burn up the ting, turn up Burn up the ting, turn on and up Burn up the ting, turn up Burn up the ting, turn on and up Burn up the ting, turn up Burn up the ting, turn on and up Burn up the ting, turn up Burn up the ting, turn on and up Catch the vibe when I bless light. Bro, we swag up fight along tech light. Roll up, I got my kisses next height. No, we bad, I'm filthy, best set light. Dress to impress light. I'm out on the date with your ex wife. <laughs> on to the next night. Check my phone and I've got couple text light. You bring the vibe in, alright. Switch my levels on my lively, alright. Big bitch, I will put prime in, more vibe. Get dark on the man, more light. Get a pick for the gram, more lights. And I got weed from the dam, so right. But when you leave from the dance, roll light, alright. Put a bit of the hydrochloride. Fresh new crepes that I'm testing Cause my team's interesting Type of thing promoters investing Get to know if you want the best thing UK based man are not resting Burn up the ting turn up Burn up the ting turn on and up Burn up the ting turn up Burn up the ting turn on and up Burn up the ting turn up Burn up the ting turn on and up Burn up the ting turn up Burn up the ting turn on and up Pull up the ting, burn up the ting, turn up But too dangerous, my bedroom Pull up the ting, burn up the ting, turn up But too dangerous, my dawn Pull up the ting, burn up the ting, turn up But too dangerous, my bedroom But too dangerous, my bedroom Pull up the ting, burn up the ting, turn up But too dangerous, my bedroom Pull up the ting, burn up the ting, turn up But too dangerous, my dawn Pull up the ting, burn up the ting, turn up But too dangerous, my bedroom G'day, this is John Safran and you're listening to 3CR, Community Radio, Radical Radio. Australian music needs your help. Music festivals, concerts and local gigs have been cancelled due to coronavirus. Artists, crew and music workers have lost their jobs and don't know when their next gig will happen. We're all facing the sound of silence, but you can help. Visit thesoundofsilence.com.au now. On Monday the 23rd of March, 3CR closed its doors to all presenters so that we could do our bit to help stop the spread of COVID-19. We understand that it's important for people to be able to stay at home at this time in order to reduce the number of people affected and thereby reduce the stress on our health system. Since the 3CR shutdown, 
Programmers and volunteers have been working remotely to create new content and produce their show from home. We'll continue to bring you dynamic, up-to-date community radio during the COVID-19 crisis, so keep listening. Right now, uh, we are speaking about um, the project covidpolicing.org.au, keeping an eye on those keeping an eye on everyone else. Uh, Jennifer Keane McCann uh, and uh, Michelle uh, Sabto uh, from Mel- Melbourne Activist Legal Support are here with us. Um, and we're, we're talking about um, it's only been uh, two weeks, as you say, um, so far, but you've received uh, how, how many reports so far have, have come in? Oh. Did we count it up, Michelle? I think it was, it was 60. Wait, because we had 28 in the first week and 32 in the second. Yeah. So I do my yeah. math right. <laughs> yeah, are I think you, about 60 reports. Are you hearing um, much about... Um, in terms of the fines, they are fairly hefty fines. Uh, you, you were talking about some of those are coming up in uh, in court now. Are are there a lot that are being thrown out? Um, do do you know uh, how 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 that's looking at the moment? I don't know. That, I don't know. Yeah. Wait and, and see. And I think yeah, I think that's um, there are a couple there are a couple of important things to raise about that. Right? Is that. Um, what we're doing, we're actually not tracking what happens after that interaction. We're just tracking that interaction. Um, but uh, it's really important to um, seek legal advice. And there are plenty of um, free uh, places to go that will provide legal advice in the instance of a, a fine. So anyone who is fined, um, Please seek out legal advice, call a helpline with Victoria Legal Aid, call your local community legal center. Um, it's really important that you, you get some advice about that. Um, and we probably won't know. Um, it's probably outside of the mouths, um, our kind of remit, um, but not outside of the remit of some of our partners in this project. Um, we probably won't know what happens after these interactions. Um, I will say, I think the majority, oh, I'm sorry, did I cut you off? No, no, no. No, no, I was just saying for a while, I imagine, yeah, um, yeah w- w- that that data will start to come in once there, if there are enough court cases or. Well, I think this and is the, I don't, yeah. the common and story. It's just people a, have a right to seek review. We'll also start to hear, you know, how many, um, instances of people seeking review are successful as well, but that that might take a while. Um, and I thought there was something really. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Sorry. I was going to say there's just. I thought there was a really um, concerning point that um, one of the the uh, reports into COVID policing. Um, this past week said that the individual was, I believe the individual was driving home and they were stopped um, and they were asked where they were going um, in relation to the restrictions. What was it? The individual thought that they were being asked about the restrictions. And when the individual said, I'm going home from work, um, the report says that the police officer changed tone and then said, well, then you were speeding and received a speeding fine. Um, there, uh, there's a concern that also that uh, that interaction might not, the ability for the interaction to happen is there, the space for that to happen is there because of the um, emergency measures, because of the stay-at-home directions. I have a concern that people who are stopped might also be fined for something else when their uh, stop has been um, uh, deemed to be within the restrictions. Um, there's something else important for, for people to think about um, and to respectfully question um, when they're in these interactions. Are you um, at all concerned about what the aftermath of all of this is going to look like, uh, how how things are going to change back and 
if some things won't quite change, if there have been some permanent shifts, uh, what are your thoughts? Yes, I think um, there's one thing we haven't raised and that's the question of protest. Um, And we've seen, um, well, I'm aware of two protests that have happened recently where the police response was very different. There was one in Sydney, it was a trade union protest and the organisers organised it so it was a car cavalcade and you could only have two people per car and the police left that protest alone pretty much. Um, Conversely, a subsequent protest in Melbourne, um, in Preston, outside the Mantra, with with a similar measures adopted to comply with social distancing, it was a car calcavade, only two people in the car, had to be in the same household, attracted a lot of police attention. Um, and so I guess um, I, I'm, I'm quite concerned about that. We've yet to see another one. We don't know what's going to happen. But, um, yeah, I guess, th- I guess that's, that's one of my concerns is, is that level of uh, scrutiny going to continue post, uh, post these measures. I, I think that's exactly right, Michelle. I think that um, that's something that if people are interested, Mal has put out some statements of concern about that protest and the way that it was um, policed when the protesters were following social distancing measures. I think um, I think essentially the expansion of power um, always is difficult to roll back um, if we think um how power is used and kind of criminologically um how groups of people um or certain activities are labeled um as uh needing to be policed um i think that becomes a habit and a habit becomes a policy um and a policy uh becomes enforceable and i um I I think there are two things. I think one thing is that um, rolling that back and being in that habit um, is really difficult. Uh, and two, um, I think that um, because we're having these conversations about the expansion of power, because we're having these conversations with people who may not have had that interaction with the police before, but left it feeling concerned. Um, I would rather that not happen, but because it is happening, um, that means that we can have conversations about where that power should be held. I also think we're starting to see now this idea, you know, that we're going to progressively roll back Um, these social distancing measures. But one thing that is definitely not on the cards is allowing mass gatherings. So we're, you know, there's definitely, we're not going to see in any time soon a return to footy matches or um, big concerts. So are we going to see that level of that kind of logic applied to a street protest, for example? Well, I I I would worry about that. I can think of other uh, mass gatherings um, yeah. uh, of people um, that uh, to me look like the same kind of physical uh, thing, just a different context. Um, it, uh, because, uh, you know, we, we uh, part of the festival community and, and all of the festivals got yeah. shut down. Everybody's online now doing uh, streaming from their bedroom uh, playing mm-hmm. music. So, uh, and I've been speaking with people about, um, you know, what, what, the future holds for festivals and all we've heard so far is that um i think it was the chief health officer saying that um specifically he he said uh festivals and uh things like nightclubs and pubs are unlikely to be opening um soon the uh space for um political protest has been narrowing um particularly in the last five years in fact international organizations have um uh, or international non-governmental organizations have put in uh, notable concerns about um, restrictions made on mass gatherings in relation to um, protesting political issues. Um, like, I, there's a lot of discussion of, about, uh, 
using um, the ability for a position of authority to use an emergency measure um, to restrict something that already wanted to be restricted uh, before the emergency measures came in place. I, I don't want to make assumptions. Um, I can only go on uh, how the numbers play out, um, but the numbers play out um, when you look at um, data from uh, uh, the ASP or VicPol or whoever it is, um, that there are communities that are um, hypervisible. And that hypervisibility um, is, is, is increased in times like these. But it also means that people who um, haven't felt what it means to be hypervisible are now also feeling a little bit of that. And I can only hope, and this isn't a legal point, this is kind of an academic kind of like opinion point. I can only hope that um, that helps uh, people who wouldn't normally be in the position of being hypervisible to the police to understand why others in the community um, fear the interaction with the police officer um, mm. or, uh, you know, feel under scrutiny um, by authorities. Um, Instead so of, you know, if I, in, a, in a perfect world, that means that we um, have more uh, vocal society, we have more um, kind of discussion about what authority and power means. Um, we also know from Mal's standpoint, um, the space for that, um, even before the emergency measures were put in place, has been slowly deteriorating. Not happy news, but mm. <laughs> something to, to discuss. We're, we're nearly uh, out of time on the uh, Zoom free call. <laughs> so we, we'll maybe get some, um, uh, final comments, but maybe uh, we'll finish on a, on a brighter note. Um, one, one thing that I've seen uh, a lot of um, is people innovating and using technology in interesting ways to maintain their communities uh, and even build their communities. Um, are, are there some, what have you seen that's, uh, really impressed you in terms of innovation, in terms of uh, keeping communities together, keeping them informed and, and ultimately building them? I saw a great um, Instagram post the other night. It was a protest in Tel Aviv um, and uh, it was a protest against corruption uh, in the government there and it was in a public space and I don't know how they'd done it but it looked like parking spaces had been chalked out on the ground and so every protester was standing um, at, you know, exactly the right distance from the other protester and then they had a megaphone and it was just incredibly well organised, you know. It was just... And I thought, wow, that's really, that's amazing. That's um, a really good thing to see. And I hope that if these restrictions continue, we'll see the activist community continuing to do the right thing because they've really tried to do the right thing. Um, and I hope we'll see more of that here. I think there's just a lot of, of solidarity. I mean, I'm grateful that we can have this conversation over Zoom. Um, that uh, I think with the COVID policing site that came together very quickly. Um, I think we, uh, I think <laughs> necessity is the mother of invention. And um, in times where we uh, understandably and lawfully need to um, keep distance, uh, I think that um, there are a lot of ways that, that community groups and mutual aid um, can come together. And like I said before, and I'm just repeating myself, um, the fact that we're having this conversation um, and increasing our community, uh, I think is, can only be a good thing. The website is covidpolicing.org.au. If you have an interaction with police that you want to report, head to that website and uh, you can make a report there. And you can also read the weekly roundups, which are out every Monday, is it? 
Yeah, Monday. Uh, thank you very much to our two guests, uh, Jennifer Keen McCann and uh, Michelle Sabto uh, from Melbourne Activist Legal Support and also uh, volunteering with the uh, COVID policing project, covidpolicing.org.au, and we'll post all of those links on social media as well. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. COVID-19 is a sickness that can spread from person to person. It can be dangerous, especially for our elders or people who are already unwell. We can all help stop the spread in our communities. Cover a cough with the inside of your elbow instead of your hand. Wash your hands with soap for at least 20 seconds after you cough or sneeze. Go to the toilet and before you make any food. Keep away from people who are sick, coughing or sneezing. Avoid going to places where there are lots of people. At this time, it is best to stay at home and away from other people as much as we can. If you're feeling unwell, have a fever, cough or sore throat or worried about someone else, phone your doctor, clinic or medical service right away for advice. It is important to stay connected and strong as a community and keep our mob safe. Visit health.gov.au or your local health service for more information. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. A 3CR supporter. Get your copy of 3CR's magnificent book. It's a stunning history of the people, programs and issues at the station since 1976. On sale now for the amazing price of just $20. Pick one up at the station or jump online and place your order. Radical Radio, celebrating 40 years of 3CR. On sale now for In Psychedelia is on 3CR, 855am3cr.org.au and 3CR Digital. Uh, also find us on uh, social media, on Facebook, on Twitter and on Instagram, which I occasionally update when I can. Um, right now on the Zoom panel, across from me on the Zoom panel in isolation too, is uh, Kitty Forrest. Kitty has uh, been a contractor who's been involved with events across Victoria and Australia, uh, helping in a range of roles or working in a range of roles from operations uh, to volunteer management and also um, more recently uh, focusing on marketing. Uh, she's also the head of media at Half Wild and we're going to talk a little bit about that in a tick but Kitty, welcome. Hi, thank you. How has uh, life and work in isolation been with the uh, cancellation, the end of the festival season coming a little bit early this year? It certainly did. Uh, well, my life in isolation is fantastic. I probably hate to say for, for some of your listeners, I live in beautiful forests, so I'm able to get out and about every day. Uh, work-wise, there's still a little going on, but of course, with the cancellation of a lot of events, there's there's a lot of work that's, that's gone down with that as well. So uh, you, you've seen firsthand how some of the uh, how some of the promoters have been responding to this, and, and these are, these are promoters as well that were just hit with a um, a summer season of bushfires. Many of them having uh, their events affected by that, and then for this to happen as well, it's just like it's the shit stack, I think. Um, but there's also been a sort of optimistic side, and there have uh, has been. Uh, some movement to using our um, social connection technologies to at least remain connected to community a little bit. What, uh, what sorts of innovative responses have you seen? Uh, well, obviously, there's a lot of streaming going on. Uh, um, you know, I think that's great to keep everyone connected and whatnot, but uh, and keep people creative. But it's not necessarily replacing income for a lot of the artists and promoters involved. Uh, we're, we're actually excited at Half Wild. We are at the end stages of uh, creating a platform where we can and sort of fix that, creating a digital festival that allows more than just streaming but uh, facilitates community connection, provides a space for uh, merchants in the scene to sell their stuff online and, yeah, all sorts of exciting things going on there that we'll be looking to launch to help provide some income for the creatives in the underground scene in Australia. Yeah, that's been one of the uh, tricky things with some of the streams I've seen so far. Very impressed with those that have um, pulled together those, uh, those streams to, to sort of keep something going on. But um, yeah, it's not not uh, going to be particularly uh, commercially beneficial. I have seen there's there have been a couple of festivals that have popped up. There was one in the US uh, just over the last weekend of April I um, can't remember what it was called, Isolate or something like that. And um, they had a small small fee that they were charging. But um, with the streams I have seen, they've, they've sort of um, 
the the look and feel of them is kind of like um one of those uh late night shows i've got no idea if they're on television anymore but back 10 years ago there used to be these late night shows and you'd sms in and it scrolls across the bottom and you've got these uh two presenters that kind of are, are looking for <laughs> looking for things to talk about pretty desperately at times um not that that's what's obviously there's music on these streams but it's not quite the same experience as uh being at a festival and we're, we're never going to quite replicate that in the uh in the digital sense but what are some i uh, can you tell us about or, or let us in on any ideas on how to make that more interactive? Uh, well, using tech, uh, video technologies and allowing people to connect so people around the world can see each other in, enjoying the music at the same time as it's streaming. At Half Wild, we also have a social media platform that will be integrated into it so that people can connect and chat with each other and we're also looking at doing things like having ask me anything's on there with the artists once once they're done with their sets so um and we're open to all sorts of ideas as well if anyone's got some ideas get get in touch let us know so the website is halfwild.com.au um and it's a it's a website it's it's sort of a, a more um integrated website than your average we're delivering you content uh website maybe you can tell us a little bit about how half wild uh, came about and what you're looking to do because it's a, still a fairly new project only six to 12 months old i think that's right. Well, we've been working on it for three years, but we launched about six months ago and it's been doing really well, actually. Uh, it's a media website where we both curate articles from around the world relating to the underground, but also there's a lot of original content on there as well. Uh, there's a social media side, so just trying to, I suppose, provide an alternate platform to the Facebooks and everything where, where our community can really connect, connect with each other online. And then on top, one side that we're, we're just launching now is a market platform for uh, festival vendors, people who make clothes in the scene, other creatives, where they can sell all of their spot in the one stuff in the one place online that's um, obviously because everything there is directed towards people in our community it can it can help those vendors save on marketing costs and whatnot and uh, you know it's very cheap and easy for them to do. So uh, we're what six seven weeks into isolation now it's kind of hard and I feel like my time is distorting a little bit and um, it, it still looks like there's going to be a while to go yet uh, with conversations I've been having with uh, other people um, there's um, yeah uh, it's it's kind of hard to see what the future of festivals and events is going to look like but it seems likely it's going to be different um, how, what, what do you see for the future events? Do you think we'll have a summer festival season this year? Um, and what do you think is going to change? Um, uh, to be honest, I think it's going to be a long while before we see the return of events. I think, well, firstly, obviously, you've got the, the social distancing measures. Uh, that's that's something that's impossible to regulate at a festival. So, you know, getting... 20,000 people together in in one place is off the cards I think until a vaccine is is created and the other reason I think that might be the case is probably the insurance side of things now that we're seeing governments around the world you know cr uh, crash the events industry with a single announcement it's going to be very very difficult for promoters to get insurance to cover them for cancellations in, in the event that it occurs again. And uh, as we're all aware, it, it can occur again without warning. That's that's a huge risk for anyone to take on when, you know, planning a festival. So if you can't get the insurance for it, you're, you're potentially risking millions of dollars every time. So on, my gut feeling really is that we need a vaccine, which is 12 to 18 months away, as they keep telling us. You've actually written about the uh, uh, the um, party in Panama. Had you been speaking to some of the people who were there? I, yes, I actually had a few friends uh, stuck in the party there and uh, one one person I know who, who managed a miraculous escape by rubbing a number out of their passport because the army had actually come onto the site and 
said that anyone who had arrived in Panama in the last 14 days wasn't wasn't allowed to leave the festival site. So a friend of mine did not want to get stuck there and actually rubbed one of the numbers off the uh, entry stamp on, on his passport and somehow managed to get through all the all the security and, and eventually get out of there and get home. Have you heard um, are, are people, I mean, people are still there at the moment. Is the situation all right at the moment? Just people looking after each other in this time? That's right. I believe there's about 30 or 40 people left on the festival site. Uh, they're all people who chose to stay. Others were able to leave the festival site but not get out of the country, so they've, they've secured accommodation in town. Uh, they're all okay. They've got food. They've got everything they need. Uh, but my understanding is the wet season is, is fast approaching and there's a, a few concerns about that because they're right on the beach. It is a tropical country and apparently it, it pretty much just buckets down mud when the... <laughs> the wet season comes and, and obviously they're camping and stuff. But look, I'm sure they're, they're I know the people who run it. Uh, it's a fantastic community feeling festival with a strong Indigenous focus. And I'm sure they'll all be supporting each other and helping each other through the situation. You can find out more about that festival in Panama from the Half Wild website, halfwild.com.au and follow them on social media. Chatting with Kitty Forrest from uh, Half Wild um, about the future of festivals and um, just touching on... uh the, the sort of culture war element of uh, festivals that we've been seeing over the past, especially the past decade, um, especially pronounced with a lot of festivals coming under fire, uh, re- uh, receiving a lot of negative media attention, receiving massive uh, increases in policing costs, so user pays policing costs and uh, and these sorts of things. And uh, just wanted to, to ask her uh, if, if she thought that might <laughs> be convenient to those who wanted um, to shut down music festivals anyway now COVID-19 has meant festivals are shut down? Uh, I think generally, though, it would be cause for concerning councils. Uh, Festivals bring in a lot of money to to regional areas at certain times of year. Rainbow Serpent being a a fantastic example of that, where where the towns of Beaufort and Lexton really rely on the income, uh, particularly various community groups that receive significant donations. Uh, and the businesses in town, of course. So, yeah, but, you know, in terms of other authorities, yes, obviously they're, you know, it's a bit of a thorn removed from some people's sides, which is unfortunate they have that attitude. I guess uh, crossing to more more positive news, let's talk about the, the artists and how to support musicians and artists during this time. So obviously keep an eye on the Half Wild website and uh, uh, the new project. Oh, do you have a, a date for when the new project uh, will be available or is it still developing? Uh, we're aiming for Queen's Birthday weekend, which I think is the second weekend in June and it will be a 72-hour streamed festival. Um, we've got amazing acts lined up and and a very small cost for people to come on board and uh, uh, enjoy the stream and get involved and the the profits will be split evenly between the artists involved and that's our that's only our first one we'll be we'll be creating quite a few online events from there uh, and the money always will go directly to the artists and uh, help support the scene in any way we can. Uh, in, in terms of other ways to support people, well, definitely buy the music if you can. I mean, I think we all recognise that, you know, most people are going through really difficult financial times at the moment. But if you can afford to throw 4 or $5 on buying a track or an EP, please do it. You know, every, every dollar counts at this point. And we know that the, the creative industries aren't particularly receiving a lot of government support right now halfwild.com.au is the website uh are there good links in there because one of the one of the tricky things i find is um a a lot of artists there's about four or five different websites that i can think of just off the top of my head to go to buy music and i sometimes find it confusing on where i want to go to find something i mean if you know the artists then it's easy you can just look them up but if you just want to sort of support music especially i know a lot of a lot of my friends aren't as focused on the artists as i am i know I'm, i'm more focused and there's other people who are even more focused but a lot of people attending festivals are going for the for the festival uh not so much going for any particular names but they still like the music so how do we how do, how do those people find music that they'll like so that they can 
uh, help them out? Well, I suppose if you have a, a genre, you can always search for that genre on Beatport or Bandcamp or something. Uh, definitely, we've got lots of great examples of music on on Halfwild. You can have a flick through our podcasts or our videos and, and find artists that you like there uh, and, and then look them up online. If you know the artist's name, you can, you can track down where, where their sales are online through their social media accounts generally. Um, but it's not only the musicians, you know, there's a lot of uh, performance artists and whatnot that are doing streams at the moment that would appreciate donations and, uh, uh, the, you know, there's contractors associated with festivals. There's, yeah, there's so many people associated with the industry that are struggling at the moment. It's, you know, it's, it's really confronting. One of, one of the tricks uh, I like to use uh, is just going to a, uh, an old festival lineup and just looking through the lineup and looking up all the artists and going and seeing what's out there. Uh, so that's one way, one way that I find is uh, helpful to find uh, new music and local music as well. Do you have any special tricks that you've used? To find I mean, music? All the time. So, <laughs> yeah, to find music. Uh- to find music, uh, look, I generally I, I search through genres online, or you know, just just because of my work in the industry, you know, I'm coming across new acts all the time, and and if I like something, I hunt it down and and buy it where I can. Uh, and I, I guess I'm fortunate in that I had new new music and new mixes and everything sent to me constantly, so I, I don't have to spend a lot of time searching personally. Yeah, it's helpful when you're uh, right there amongst it to be able to um, to find those things. But I suppose that's also why you've um, helped uh, to put uh, helped on this website, halfwild.com.au, which is a place where you can go and uh, find some of those things from the people that know. And before we let you go this afternoon, Kitty, uh, any suggestions for creatives, uh, for artists, musicians who might be listening along to uh, help uh, them through this time and help them get connected to our community? What, what do you what do you suggest? Uh, well, financially, to help through this time, if you're in Victoria, the Victorian government has just uh, announced a round of, of grants for performing artists or lots, you know, anyone in the creative industries. I suppose keep keep an eye out for further grants that might come out, and let's all cross our fingers that the the federal government comes to the party with the industry. That'd be really nice. Um, you know, if you're a musician, get in touch with us at Half Wild if you'd like to be involved in in one of these events. Uh, send us a mix and, and we'll have a listen and get you involved maybe. Um, sell your music, promote. If you haven't got marketing skills, maybe now's the time to do a couple of, of short free courses that are available for at various places online, start promoting yourself and, and getting your music out there and, uh, you know, try, try and put a couple of dollars on it. Every every little cent helps. Website again is halfwild.com.au. They're also on social media, but they also are social media. So please uh, join the website and keep an eye out for, uh, we'll be keeping an eye out for the uh, Queen's birthday long weekend in uh, June when we might still be in, all in isolation by the sounds of it. Kitty, thanks very much for joining us today. Thanks, Nick. You're listening to a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned to hear the rest of your 3CR podcast. Others touch. You can help reduce this risk by coughing or sneezing into your elbow or upper arm or use a tissue and put the tissue in the bin straight after. Then wash your hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Together, we can help stop the spread and stay healthy. Visit health.gov.au to learn more. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. A 3CR supporter. In psychedelia on 3cr.org.au, 855am and 3CR Digital. Uh, please do subscribe to our podcast as well. It's all up to date and we're keeping it up to date uh, during COVID-19 as well. Lots of information on our website too about everything you hear on the program. Uh, so Ash here is uh, catching up with Know Your Stuff NZ. This is In Psychedelia. This is Ash here for In Psychedelia and today I'm speaking with Rhiannon Davies who's on the comm team from our friends at Know Your stuff New Zealand. Uh, welcome to the show, Rhiannon. Thank you. Thank you, Ash. It's lovely to be here in, well, in virtual space. 
Well, that's all we've got these days, even if you were to be the same. <laughs> Um, it has been interesting putting on a radio show remotely. It's been a bit of a challenge for everyone, but um, everyone's kind of rose to the challenge so far. Um, the reason we're speaking today, though, is you authored a blog post for Know Your Stuff New Zealand, and the title's really interesting. It's Wash Your Hands, Cough Into Your Elbow, and Don't Take MDMA, Advice for a Pandemic. And that's something that we don't usually hear from harm reduction groups. We don't normally tell people don't take drugs. So um, what's prompted this? Uh, we kind of wanted to keep things in, in line with a short, short, snappy, um, the short, snappy healthcare messages that we're getting from the government and things like that. So it's while using the word don't, using the word never, it's, it's never, it's not going to be well received at all. Um, it was an, an economy of language, really. Yeah, yeah, but you don't, you, you don't just say don't take MDMA, you give good reasons for it. So tell me a little bit about the blog post, what are you actually advising people? We are advising people to be aware of social distancing and contaminate well contamination um the ease of which you can contract COVID-19 when you are in a, a situation where you may or may not have taken MDMA so it's a it's a drug that makes you hypersocial you like to dance lots you like to talk lots you like to you like to touch people you like to hug people that kind of thing will get you very sick very quick Mm -hmm. And we want to, yeah, as as I'm sure it is in Australia, we want to flatten that curve out with no, we, we want to reduce the number of fresh infections of COVID-19 and not under, under usual circumstances, the harm reduction messages around MDMA is don't drink too much water, make sure you're around safe people. Um, but these are not usual circumstances. Yeah, indeed. Um, there was another part of the blog post, and this is um, part that's maybe a little bit more nuanced than something that people might not think about, and it's talking about the effects of the immune system uh, mm. MDMA has on the immune system. Do you want to give us a quick summary of, of that? Yeah, um, one of our volunteers, uh, Alex, is a bio student at, I think, Victoria University here in Wellington. Um, and they came up with some really interesting information about the effects on MDMA on your immune system that we didn't know about. Um, it will effectively lower your, your immune system for like 48 to, uh, I think, 56 hours after you've ingested so you know how you feel pretty rough the next couple of days after you after you've had a big night um it's not just because you've been like dancing lots or doing lots of things your your immune system is actually kind of taken a hit and so you when like i said under normal circumstances we would be advising people that are taking mdma to you know don't drink too much water don't be around safe people um we are advising people to really look after themselves and maybe maybe hold off until you're at, I don't know what your what your um, lockdown protocols are over there, but we are advising people to hold off until maybe level one, which is where the virus has been mostly contained and we haven't had any fresh outbreaks for a while. Your as uh, as a young, fit, healthy person who may not be in the peak at risk range, like people with uh, old old people or people with uh, respiratory problems, um, won't be. You know, the, the the like the people that you think of as being naturally at risk. But if you're young, fit, and healthy, you think you're ten foot high and bulletproof, but you're not. One other thing I wanted to speak about a little bit is like I, I really wanted to do this interview because I thought this blog post was a great example of um, effective harm reduction communication. So it's got the it's got a good hook. The, the title's good. Well, it, well, it does 
say, you know, like if you're going to do it, consider these things, which is what we do in harm reduction. Um, but do you maybe want to just run us through the, the way that you've kind of structured this to to make it an effective harm reduction message and, and break that down a little bit for people? Okay. What what we normally aim for, we have um I've had a lot of a lot of communications training, so I'm quite lucky. Um, what we aim for is to get the main message at the very beginning of the post. So we we really sort of have, like, have the vital information up front and then the interesting information in the middle and then the stuff that's not vital to know but still kind of cool at the end. Um, so how we frame this, sorry, I've, I've just got to open on my screen, so please don't think I'm being rude. Um, you know, it's the the important stuff. It's like um, how can MDMA incre increase your risk of contracting COVID-19? Because we, we, as a harm reduction piece, we want to get the, the information that people need immediately as quickly as possible. So it's got to be right at the beginning. And um, you've kind of broken down the, the scientific rationale as well and yeah. provided links for the nerds who um, want to read more. <laughs> Those are really interesting links. Um, and I really have to take my hat off to Alex. Her, her scientific um, knowledge is quite is brilliant. Yeah, it's something that um, I've noticed in the festival community is you will often get these, um, you know, people will catch the festival whatever kind of cold and yeah the, the, the festival plague yeah yeah it kind of happens pretty frequently i hadn't really considered i mean i considered that you know when you're out partying you're obviously going to be um putting more load on your body in general yeah. but i hadn't the specific immunosuppressant effects of mdma i thought that was quite interesting yeah that, that was a really fascinating turn up for us as well because like like you said everyone everyone gets festival plague because you've been awake for days and you've been dancing for days and you haven't really been making sure you're hydrating or eating properly so you're going to get run down anyway but actually having the science behind um, what MDMA does to your immune system is really interesting and it's good to have that kind of factual evidence to back up what we've been seeing. So moving away from the blog post just for a moment, yeah. uh, we haven't spoken to anybody from New Zealand in um, a little while. How are things going in New Zealand? Um, Plague-wise, we've extended um, we've extended level four lockdown, so everything is closed. Um, essential personnel only. That is emergency services um, parliament because they're the engine of, of government must tick on. Um, and supermarkets, places where you can buy food, um, all of those are open, nothing else is, no retail, no movies, no, um, you're allowed to go out for um, exercise, but you've got to stay local and you can't go driving off to the beach. Uh, that's been extended out until after Anzac Day, uh, just to keep people from layering up on, on the long weekend. How are people coping? It's kind of interesting. Like, um, we are being very, from what I've seen, we're being very good humoured humor about it. There are a lot of reckons on Twitter, but there are always a lot of reckons on Twitter. Um, but people that, you know, you see in the supermarkets, um, Everybody is obeying social distance. They're being really cool about it. Um, on my first supermarket trip out of, um, out of out of home, I had to. I was a fool and didn't panic by toilet paper like everybody else. So I had to go find it. <laughs> um, but there was a woman in line at the supermarket who started to sing along. You know, it's kind of it's kind of good. We've got we've got. I think there is a little disappointment that we've had to go longer with lockdown, but we understand why and we're accepting. Maybe like well-humoured stoicism, would that be fair? Yeah, <laughs> basically. Um, yeah, the world is a surreal place and we're all kind of pulling in together, which is really good. 
All right, so um, we'll, we'll wrap it up shortly, but you just want to go over again some of the um, key messages in your blog post for people who, why they shouldn't take MDMA right now, and <laughs> if they choose to anyway, because, you know, we believe in bodily autonomy here, um, what should they do to reduce their risk? Okay. Um, the safest thing you can do for yourself Um while in while in isolation is of course wait until wait until you're not in isolation if you are going to take okay it, it's your body you decide what you put in it but please be safe um, what we recommend stay stay in your bubble if you are going to take if you are going to take MDMA stay in your bubble stay with the people that you know well, have been keeping tabs on for want of a better phrase. Um, Maybe your housemate or your partner. Yeah, um, I don't know what the rules are for for isolation over there. It's pretty much uh, partners and um, people you live with. Okay. So, yeah, stay with the people that you live with. Um, treat prepping your drugs like you would prepping for food. Like, um, So wash your hands for, for 20 seconds. So, like sing happy birthday three times while you're doing it um or so i don't know if you how many sci-fi nerds there are out there but um the Benny Gesserit prayer for prayer against fear like fear is the mind killer fear is the little death i will say that through once that that's 20 seconds um we definitely i mean you should avoid snorting mdma if you're if you're going to take it please eat it Sharing straws and or banknotes is how you get virus virus uh, from one nostril to another. And it also damages the lining of your nostrils. So anything that's eroded is going to be pretty easy to get in. Um, and don't share other, other equipment. No, no pipes, no straws, no, nothing like that. Um, I don't know if you, if your Ministry of Health has taken out some guidelines for basic safety during COVID-19, but if you go to the Know Your Stuff website and look at the blog post, we've got the New Zealand Ministry of Health guidelines for safety on that. So you can follow those. I don't know if a part of your usual come down routine is to have multivitamins and like supplements and things like that on hand, but Things that will boost your immune system. Make sure you you eat properly and like the days after when when food is just a bit eh, you don't really particularly feel hungry. Make sure you stay stay properly fed. Have smoothies. Have soup. Sorry, um, and avoid. It's gonna be hard and you're gonna hate it, but avoid cuddle puddles, like. <laughs> When, when, when you've hit when you've finished peaking and you hit that lovely sort of fuzzy plateau where you want to rub your face on everybody, don't. And um, one of the other bits here that I thought was really good advice, considering that um, immunosuppressant factor, was thinking about where you're going to be for the next couple of days afterwards. Yeah. Double down on your social isolation when you're in that period of 48 to 56 hours. Definitely, like, um, if if I, I heard the bonk quote unquote bonk ban has been has been lifted, but if you do we go to like visit, to refer to it as the Great April Fool's Day bonk ban. <laughs> yeah, if you do go out to your partner's place, um, think about who you're going to be going home to. Like whether or not you're going to be going back to your parents, your elderly parents place um if you've got to go back to your flatmate who's got really bad asthma just yeah thank excellent advice as we always expect from know your stuff new zealand um thanks for joining us today on the show rhiannon no worries good to talk to you uh, you too speaking with rhiannon davies from know your stuff new zealand who's um written a blog post titled 
wash your hands, cough into your elbow, and don't take MDMA, advice for a pandemic. Knowyourstuff.nz is the website. Thank you very much, Ash, and we'll be back 2 o'clock next week. Queering There is up next. Do follow us on social media. There is more information about all the guests we spoke to and the podcast as well uh, on our website and on the podcast once it's up. Thank you very much for uh, listening along today, and I hope you're enjoying isolation as much as possible. (laughs) See ya. This is Psychedelia. For more information, visit Encycledelia.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. If you are concerned about your own drug use or a friend's drug use, Direct Line provides a free and confidential counselling service 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Call 1-800-888-236. Encycledelia will be back on 3CR from 2pm next Sunday. You've been listening to a 3CR community radio podcast of Encycadelia. Produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.